All right. Well, I have my pen ready. Like I'm about to take notes. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm ready. Ready to start taking notes on all the, the speed. Oh, Agent Amesqua, you blew up half the city block. It's high speed business at a record pace. You're out of the team. <laughs> Oh, rip right at the end. That's how the new the intro ends. It's just, just, just a line of coke to the dome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to season three coke ripping, drug dealing, crime fighting fast ones coming at you quick to season three. Season we trade. made it. And we don't do seasons like other shows where it's like 10 episodes now. Maybe we will this year. Like Drive I, to Survive, eight episodes? A season? No, we do years. <laughs> we do years. This is year three. Y- year three, and this is episode 71. Yeah. Welcome. I, I'll be honest. I didn't have a lot of energy until you played the new theme song. <laughs> it's jamming. It is a jam. It's so good. Write us. Tell us what you think about the new theme song. It's the new jam. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. I'm so excited about it. I really am. Yeah. So cool. It had to be an upgrade. It had to be an upgrade. We wouldn't replace it unless it was an upgrade. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I get very strong 80s cop movie vibes from it. Which seems to be super appropriate Especially for, the our, intro. for our show. I get a vision of like an alley or a warehouse in New York. Okay. And like a cop with a gun hiding behind a dumpster, like infiltrating yeah, the yeah, drug yeah. A cartel. Yeah. That's but, what it is. If for some reason, like there's too much lens flare. Yeah. And there's like more. Yeah. There's more red glow on yeah. your face than yeah. there currently is. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. Yeah, no, but I, I'm saying that. I mean, that's we're oh. trying to match this. Okay, gotcha, now. gotcha. You know, we're trying to get there. Year three is going to have lots of segments about '80s cop movies. Beverly Hills Cop. Maybe we should call. Hooch. Is it like? Is it confusing that it's year three, but it's 2024? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, year four. We just upgraded a year. Yeah, yeah we just. <laughs> You, you know that really smart kid skipped a grade. We skipped we a skipped grade. A whole Welcome season. to season four. <laughs> Fast ones. We determined it. Season three was one episode. It was episode seventy. Well, this is great. We'll start season three off with some big news. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I got it. Don't don't worry. I got it. Okay. Season three starting off with some big news. Big news. It's almost so big that we could jump to season four. Right. I mean. Right. Biggest Hoss news of the year. Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> Has carved out a post F1 career, but hopes to make it back to Formula One. Still, he is tired of the stress of watching Formula One on TV, and he is planning on making an F1 comeback. He's, I don't know what bigger Haas news there would be to talk about at this moment in time. You're 100% accurate. This is definitely the headline. This was 19 of December 2023. So he still thinks he can make it to Formula he's One. He's still like, I'm, I'm like, literally, if you if you saw my jaw, I think it was actually no, just yeah. open. For real. Yeah, I got you. It's this is what, two years now? Yeah. This will be a third full season without him. Yeah. Did he end with negative points? <laughs> he was terrible. And the delusions of thinking he can make it back into the sport. Right. Is incredible. Right. Yeah. And I have some things to talk about with Mazepin that has to mm-hmm. do with other news. So we'll get there later. Um, thinking back, I don't know if you remember, there was an episode where we kind of read for Mazepin's 
letter, farewell letter to Formula One and Where his advice to all the drivers. Advice. Yeah, that was the most unhinged yeah. Mazepin moment. Think of the greats that have left the sport since he did. Vettel, Ricardo did for a little bit. Right. They did not leave <laughs> with like, the epilogues. With, with, <laughs> <laughs> they just left on top. Uh, yeah. yeah. And Sebastian <laughs> came back and built some B-huts with the drivers uh-huh. and then went back into the shadows. Yeah, it's so freaking funny. Yeah. I mean, the biggest news is that Gunter Steiner Right. Has now left Haas. I feel like we have to start with it. Yeah, let's stop playing around. Let's stop pretending. Yeah, that, that Mazepin is anything but an idiot. Uh, then a giant and fool. we'll never actually get a real F1 headline. But I had to, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it was some digging. That was off of like his dad's blog. <laughs> Planet F1, owned by the Mazepins. <laughs> But we've been getting lots of messages on Instagram. Definitely. A lot of the local people, my friends, what's going on with Haas? Yeah, I've had I've had several messages that mm-hmm. legitimately read, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Because it's, yeah. it is that big of news. If you follow the Haas chap, I mean, he had similar storylines. People like, are you still going to be a Haas fan? Right, right. Like, Gunter Steiner was such a staple, not only for Haas, but like all of Formula One. Right. But we're going to get into it. Because never right. has a team principal been so missed. And immediately, immediately. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the value that extends beyond team leadership, mm-hmm. but also found in spokesman character. Yeah. A mascot, if mm-hmm. you will, for being yeah. flying the banner of American F1. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot to talk about. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts? Because there's clearly going to be rants and rampages from my side of the table. Yeah, echoing something similar to my Qatar Lewis Hamilton stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been. Uh, you have withheld <laughs> a lot of like um, thoughts in the fast ones chat and yeah. all of our prep for this because you're like, I want to save it for the podcast. I do. So you're coming in hot, <laughs> which is great. Uh, my initial reactions was, you know, I was very sad and I was also very like um, confused. Gunter has built this team to what it is. It is like his team. It is Jeans owns it. Like it's his name on the paper, but Gunter has been putting in like all of the work. Right. And yeah, we came in 10th this season, but we've talked about it on a previous podcast. Go back to season two um, that Haas finished 10th with the highest points of a 10th place f- finisher right. in history of Formula One. Right. The, the grid is so competitive and so close. But the year before we finished seventh. We're not, Haas isn't like in a bad, bad, bad place. Like it's not an embarrassing place to me. No. Um, so it is weird that Gunter was let go. Right. That's, that's about as far as my thoughts extend. Um, I still love Haas. Like I've come to love Kevin and Nico Hulkenberg. Um, and I love an American from the one team presence in the sport. So I want them to succeed regardless of if Gunter Steiner is there. Totally. But, but it starts to, I, my, mainly my thoughts are questions around like, why, what does the future look like? Right. Is there something else going on behind the scenes? Totally. Why would he just be let go? So. Yeah, for sure. I think there's, I think those questions been stirring yeah. for everybody a little bit. And I've bit. been excited to talk to you about it. Yeah. Because I know you have good insights. <laughs> well. Mike. If you're still new to the podcast, <laughs> I'll preface this now. Yeah. I am more of like a newcomer and Mike has been the longtime fan and he has a wealth of knowledge in his brain and he also stays up to date on all of it so <laughs> i read about it a lot and you just finished your book i did and this news came in and i'm dying to hear your thoughts i, I literally finished <laughs> i finished his book the the night before this news uh, broke. It was keeping his career alive uh, it was uh, and you and should I'm, never have finished it i'm just gonna say that i'm glad that i was able to contribute yeah. to the uh fund of 
something he actually owns. Yeah. So obviously the news took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I think everyone felt a little bit. I mean, there was some whispers of it mm. leading up to the the news break okay, that yeah. something had happened. Really? I think I'll keep it real simple and straight to begin with, and yeah. we can dive further from there. To kind of echo something you said, the grid has never been closer. It's never been more competitive. Mm-hmm. Look, the differentiator between Haas Formula One mm-hmm. and nine other teams okay. is one major point. What is it? They don't make their car. Haas is the only one that the doesn't make their car. The only team that doesn't make it themselves. What is, okay, why is Williams different? Who makes Williams? Williams builds their car in the Williams factory. Oh, okay. Alpha Tauri builds their car in Faenza. Mm. And Haas is building their car at Dallara in Italy. And they do not build it. Dallara mm, is Dallara. contracted to build their car. Interesting. Okay. okay. And they're the only ones doing that. They're the only ones. Haas is also a team that doesn't have access to a wind tunnel that is theirs. They use Ferraris. They can set their own screensavers. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be the 3D silver metallic windows font. That's exactly. Right. That does great things for morale. It does. Anyways, with all with that said, very simply, Haas is very different. Mm. And the reason that this idea that Gunter took to Gene and mm. said, look, there is a lower barrier of entry if we don't go in and squander all of your money mm. trying to figure out how to build a team in-house. Gotcha. Yeah. But if we can kind of spread that out, yeah. make it work, build the team, we could build towards something. Yeah. Okay. Main point here, the team, the only team that doesn't make their own car has finished fifth in the constructors championship. Gotcha. Yeah. At one stage. At what stage? Yeah. Um, also has managed to seventh and a few other positions mm-hmm. that weren't last. Yep. Beating other ones. <laughs> and those were in years where last place would finish a minute behind. Right. <laughs> or more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or wouldn't get anywhere near a qualifying time that could get to Q3. We're in a season where everybody is finishing within tenths mm-hmm. or seconds uh, at qualifying. It's highly competitive. So again, boiling it back down to something. Haas is the, easily the ones that are going to be at the biggest disadvantage. Mm-hmm. They can't tinker and adjust and mold things on the cars themselves. They're kind of relying on other people to do it. Yeah. And, and the exterior con- contract relationship is frustrating. Yeah. So yeah. No uh, matter what, it's know. never fully in-house. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's got to be tough. You never have full control over it. What was Haas doing? Finishing fifth, finishing seventh, getting results that wasn't last, mm-hmm. punching way above their weight. Oh, yeah. 100%. They were absolutely blowing people out of the water, which is why the FIA wrote new regulations because all the other team principals started to get pissed. Really? They were like, what do you do? How did this Ferrari customer team mm-hmm. show up and get fifth in constructors? Mm-hmm. And Delara's building their car. They're not even building it. Yeah. So stuff's excuse so the fia was like all right you're right Mm -hmm. we have to stop this there has to be a more fair playing field for these people who are spending more money Mm -hmm. and so they started to write rules to undo what haas had built crazy all that aside and gunter still was able to do something pretty decent they still managed to get results yeah and they still managed to innovate new ideas and make things happen we didn't finish minutes behind the rest of the grid with zero points this year and the only time that they ever had a season like that was intentional was when and we had this amazing driver named Mazepin. <laughs> yeah. The other news headline <laughs> from December. Yeah. For Haas. 
that was the last time that the car was horrible mm-hmm. and it was intentional. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to spend any money on this. Yeah. As a strategy. Yeah. So Weird COVID year. Exactly. So for me, I just have to build that picture before I even get to the Gunter Steiner mm, element. Nice. Nice. Sketched it all out. Yeah. Cause here's the thing. Gunter's idea was this, this was, mm. he initially sold a gene on the idea of sourcing materials and not doing everything in house and building it. The way that su- the conversation supposedly went down between Gene and Gunter was that Gene said, 10th is not good enough. Mm-hmm. We have to get better results. Yeah. And Gunter's answer was, we have to make investments and change the team because of the competitive nature of the sport. Basically saying, if you want better results amongst all these manufacturers, we kind of need to be a manufacturer. Right. Like we actually have to be we have to pull in this, the hunt. Yeah, we have to pull this like building of the car into our own little house. Right. If you if you want to feel like Williams, or you can compete with Williams, you're going to have to do things that Williams has done. Yeah. Which is a lot of investment mm-hmm. and a lot of reworking. Yeah. With that response, Gene says, I think I've invested enough. I don't think we need to do anymore. Mm-hmm. We can get podiums and results with what we have. And the disagreement was great enough that it was like, thank you for all that you've done. Is that really how it like kind of shaked out in a nutshell? Supposedly, that's the way that it has been presented. Hmm. Okay. Just as a slight evidence of what Gunter is talking about, uh, Kevin Magnuson was asked about where Haas has been as far as equipment technology spends because their pit stops have not been consistent. A lot mm-hmm. of the times people are like, how are Haas pit stops so bad? Hmm. And Magnuson said, it's just money. It, he's like, the equipment is, our pit stop equipment, guns, jacks, lights, everything, our tools are from 2016. <laughs> We've talked about that on the podcast before. And it is mind blowing. That is, I, 2016 is a almost a millennium. decade. It's eight years. <laughs> We're coming up. In F1, that is a very oh. long time ago. Oh, yeah. How old are Red Bulls? Just yesterday's? Yeah, they buy them new they're, every they've race. Made, they've made four <laughs> at the time we've been recording this Jeez. podcast. That is, that is, yeah, that is crazy out of date. That is a long time ago. And here's the thing, okay? You can't see and see a new gun for us, Gene. <laughs> you can't just whip one of those out of your machines. Jeez. Come on, Gene. So look. I'm still a little bit shocked that this was the result. Mm-hmm. There are other details that I think are definitely left out mm-hmm. of that conversation. Yeah. But. Like the amount of times Gunter said the F word <laughs> while negotiating with Gene While talking about doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of opinions circulating within the paddock. Funny enough, it just always makes me laugh that like somebody's like Christian Horner mm-hmm. or Toto Wolf can be just like so quick to just be like. Yeah, like whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, they're not they are not going to admit that Gunter had any sort of weight even close to them. Right. And Christian was like, I helped push him towards the door of Red Bull. You think I you think I'm surprised? And it's like that's literally what Christian supposedly uh, said. And yeah, I was they're like, playing power moves right now. Oh, like you guys in they're your piranha trying. club are so you're too much sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But Gunter statistically was the third, obviously. And I don't think in any specific order, but the third most popular team principal. So of the other two, Toto mm-hmm. and Christian Horner. No, oh, 100%. He was also the third longest running team principal. Uh, besides, besides Christian and Toto? Yes. 
So Man. now the longest standing team principal that isn't Toto or Christian Horner is Mike Crack at Aston Martin. Oh, like two years or a two year? seasons. Um, oh wow, that's it. A lot of fresh team principals. They, there's been so much overhaul. Binotto, holy cow, and uh, Otmar Schaffner. There's been yeah. a lot of overhaul. Yeah. So and again, so to hear some of these uh, comments was ridiculous. Bernie Eccleston said that. Uh, <laughs> Bernie has to take has to make it a personal thing mm. because yeah. he just did so much better at running F one. <laughs> yeah, 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 Liberty Media did. He loves bringing things back to himself. That exactly. Old weird white hair wig wearing man. He's, yeah. That hair does not look real. It's not, <laughs> but it's white. <laughs> it's because they did it better. What um, did he say? He said there has never been such a failed team boss who has become a superstar thanks to an American series. Oh, yeah. He hates it. In my time, when only performance counted, that never happened. <laughs> you you didn't let us put a TV series out, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. I also want to <laughs> mention that it went bankrupt with you. It literally mm. almost went belly up. Yeah, Gunter might have like had a few like losing seasons, but you had a losing sport. You you literally <laughs> almost lost it entirely. You lost you all crazy, of crazy crazy man. Ooh, what an insane person. So, but then the last comment that I feel like was revealing uh-huh. is Helmet Marco. But here's the thing. We take with gra- a grain of salt. No, Darth Marco coming in. The high. helmet Marco. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's 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 quick to say a lot of things he should not. Darth Helmet. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord. Lord <laughs> Helmet. His comment. He said, uh, all I heard was that he wanted to convert his popularity into shares in the team. Mm. Owner Gene Haas didn't like that anymore. And Steiner became a victim of his own popularity. Ooh! So what a a written paragraph! Beautiful, beautifully spoken (laughs) by the the haiku writer Helmet Marco. (laughs) It's nuts. I think um, one thing that I have been thinking about over the weekend with it, yeah, Gunter's popularity was crazy. I think we have seen. I am a victim of it. That I came on because of Drive to Survive. Watched it, right? And I love the sport. And now I've loved my love for cars has increased. Other motorsport disciplines interest me in things definitely um and that was because of the two things in driver style that i liked daniel ricardo and then gunter steiner right those personalities i'm like this is so fun yeah the the racing is great but like these two characters i'm invested in their lives right Gunter's totally. making me laugh and daniel ricardo's like this is a cool guy right so in my mind gunter is responsible for the success of drive to survive it definitely drive to survive is responsible for the success of formula one's popularity around the world right which is responsible for the increase in all motorsport and more venues and more venues. all yeah everything is exploding right and it's all trailing back to gunter steiner right not only that i'm sorry i'm on like a little bit of like a tangent no i'm here with it but now netflix is copying that pattern and they're doing like NASCAR. full swing NASCAR yeah. quarterback. They're doing every single sport yep. because like, oh, it worked for Formula One. It was it was brilliant for them. But none of these have Gunter and Gunter is responsible for all of that. It, I it mean, is it, it, wild. He is a like a fork in the road in our culture. Right. It is crazy. We'll also say this. The other teams wanted nothing to do with Netflix. Oh, 100 percent. Christian Horner is Red Bulls like a, they're different. Christian Horner sits back in his chair and he's like, you you want to put a camera on my face? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, great. Put a camera in my face. He's like, I already have one here filming my life. Yeah. You can oh, use that footage. I've you, been doing this for years. Are you here for Jerry or My for wife me? is the Spice Girl. Yeah. Let me, let me. Have you met Jerry? <laughs> 
So Christian Horner will do anything yeah. to have publicity. Yeah. But the only other team that really agreed to this mm-hmm. was Haas. Yeah. Everybody you else that first season. Yeah, it's like Renault kind of said okay. Uh-huh. But like Ferrari, Mercedes, oh yeah, a tiny well, bit of Williams. Well, think about it in this way, like they so Netflix has been making other shows right. of sports. Right. And because Drive to Survive is seen as a success, they are are getting the most popular quarterbacks for the quarterback show like uh, what's his bucket? Travis Milhoney. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, I think they call Guess his how fans much that. we care about football. Yeah. At, yeah. We do it for the fans. Yeah. We only watch motorsports and wheels. Yeah. We don't watch any balls. We'll talk about touchbacks another time. This is time. not a podcast for balls. It's a podcast for wheels. Look, if a term is, if, if the term touchback is being used, what back are you we touching? We don't like touchbacks and balls. Yeah. That's the season three. That's season, season three of the fast ones. Come in for season five. We got rid of the balls. Anyway, Drive to Survive season one, it is the most underdog, no-name team that no one cares about that gets most of all the episodes. Right. Because they're the only ones that, that really agreed to participate. Because they needed anything. Right. Um, and now, in the new seasons of Drive to Survive, there's always like one or two episodes dedicated to Haas. Right. If it was now the other way around, like let's say the NFL had started this and blew it up, so now they're doing a Formula One season now. Right. They wouldn't even care about us. No. It'd be Friar, Mercedes, and Red Bull. Right. That's exactly. It. And But because it started from the bottom, mm-hmm. it was better, too. Yeah. We all know that as it's progressed into the future, after the adding drama, which didn't work, they decided, oh, well, then we'll just do season recap with the best teams. Yeah. Which is what I feel like it's been uh-huh. with the occasional Haas yeah. episode, which is great. Yeah. Because those are always the best ones. Here's where I'm going to go along with exactly what you said. Yeah. But I'm just going to build on it a little more on the reason why I think Gunter Steiner was so freaking important. Yep. And why I think he's still so important. And look, as a quick side note, if Formula One fans think this guy's going away, he will never go away. Oh, yeah. Dude's a Terminator, dude. He's Yeah, he's the T-1000. Mm-hmm. And all the other team principals are going to wish that he'd gone away because somehow he's going to be more powerful without having an oh, alliance. Yeah. If you strike him down, yeah. he will return. <laughs> he will grow more powerful than you would ever know before. <laughs> you guys, season three, more Star Wars quotes, more Lord of the Rings quotes. <laughs> Helmet Marco is Darth Vader, Darth Marco. Yeah. And Kutcher Steiner's the Emperor. Exactly. We're finding some. That was new the twist. <laughs> you didn't know you that. Knew, this. You thought he was a Jedi. Actually, season three, twist opener, Gunter Steiner's a Sith. He's killing younglings <laughs> and things are getting heavy. You thought Mazepin was. Uh, he killed that youngling. <laughs> you thought Romo Grosjean's crash was an accident? Gunter Steiner trying right, to kill the younglings. Look, the real reason Gunter got laid off is because <laughs> he knocked up a senator and they were like, you can't be here. <laughs> you not- you guys haven't You're seen that deleted to be scene celibate. of Drive to Survive? Life. <laughs> Have you seen that pit wall footage from when Roman crashes into the wall? Right before then, there's a two second clip and Gunter's like, <laughs> he just goes, and everyone wonder. <laughs> everyone and wonder. the car just right into the wall. <laughs> I mean, how else would you explain R- Roman yeah, going he, into the, the wall like that? The, and look, the only other time that he's ever made <laughs> that Roman's gesture. such a good driver. Yeah. It's de- <laughs> he never would have done that. He never would have done never. that. Never. He's such a good driver. And the only other time anyone ever saw Gunter make that hand gesture uh-huh. was when Erickson yeah. hit us 
Oh yeah, and Roman just suddenly <laughs> crashed behind a safety car. All of, all it is out. I, I, if if Helmet Marco is the emperor, then Gunter Steiner is the fan conspiracy theory that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. You've seen that, right? Yes, <laughs> that's what it is. You okay. go back and look at all the footage; it all makes perfect sense. It adds up. Yeah, yeah. You thought he was like this bumbling, goofy guy? <laughs> yeah. No. No, it was all planned. He's not welcome in his hometown. <laughs> the Why fans, would fans are so happy we're covering <laughs> they're this? Like, they're the like, they're like, will are? you please get back to the point, please? <laughs> they're screaming at their radio right now. <laughs> I'm so sick of this. If I was wasn't in traffic, I'd turn it off. <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? I don't even remember. Um, you were gonna talk about how why Gunter is actually like the best thing for Haas and why he's not going away or Formula One. Right. Yeah. And so, I, I think I know where you're going with this and I think it's an amazing kind of point. It, it, the, 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 the reality of the situation is, is that why Gunter Steiner became such an icon became, became mm. such a star mm-hmm. is definitely his personality yeah. and definitely the, the way that he ran that team. Yeah. And he's definitely not as buttoned up as a Formula One team principal would appear that they would be. Yeah. But I think that something that he changed was that mold. Hmm. I mean, I think Flavio Briatori probably laid that bra- groundwork for a Gunter to come in and be like, oh, these are how these guys are. Yeah. They're a little unhinged. They're a little bit mm-hmm. interesting, but they, they get what they need to done. But the reason that I think that Gunter was so important for Drive to Survive, for Haas, and what really appealed in the sense of that like narrative, that story for me mm-hmm. is that like, and again, like I've been watching since before then, Yeah. but to, you know, I don't think anyone knew who Gunter Steiner was as a personality mm-hmm. until Drive to Survive really showed us. Yeah. What was so, I think became so apparent to all of us fans is that like the dude's a true blue American. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really a funny comment to make. And I'm sure that a, yeah, all of our listeners that, overseas. You and you're like, you can't even do an accent com- like close to what he sounds <laughs> no, like. I cannot pretend to be But it's to a good her. point. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. And our European listeners are probably like, what on earth are you Boy, getting you're at? You're stealing our guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he is, he immigrated to the United States mm. uh, with Red Bull and NASCAR and stayed here, built a company decided that he loved the U.S. Mm -hmm. and that part of what his dream was then to kind of merge his two loves and Mm -hmm. to bring the U.S. and Formula One together. Right. And to do it in a way that was successful because so many teams that had tried it didn't manage it. Mm. So where I think that we all fell under this banner of like Gunter Steiner's the real deal for Haas is that he he kind of waved the banner of America in the most patriotic and poetic way of like the American dream of like someone who immigrated here, created something successful and took it back. Mm-hmm. They were like, went to Europe and was like, we did something I'm here. Yeah. Love it. On my own accord. Yeah. 100%. And I feel like that felt so cool and so yeah. epic. That's probably like the best interpretation of like Gunter and what he stands for. Right. And I love that that exists well, from you. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, I think it's, I think it's really great. I mean, I just, I think that the guy deserves credit for more than just innovating what he did in formula one, because that was incredible all in itself. Mm-hmm. But the other side of it was actually giving some root to an underdog team from the U S 
that felt like, again, a mascot that actually really well represented the idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's a shame. I do think that for Haas, it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, for the sport, it's a shame, but I, you, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. We will hear from him a lot. Yeah. I'm sure of it. <laughs> um, another question. Uh, yeah, we can, here, I'll, I'll open up this email that we received from one of our listeners. And if you want to send in any sort of email to us, fastones at fastones.us at gmail.com. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Fastones.us we'll at gmail.com. If it's not, <laughs> we'll change it. Also, you can go to our website at fastones.us. And you can also hit us up on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. Or does Twitter have direct message? Just send us a message. I th- I'm not sure. Yeah. Tweet Instagram. Us, whatever you want. Okay. This comes in from Blake. And this kind of fits into what we're talking about. So I'll, I'll read it now. And he says, first off, he says, thanks for reading my question. Super cool of you. Oh, we've read a question from him before. Oh, rad. Oh, yeah. You're I remember, I remember Thank you for guy. writing one in. He says, I've gone full F1 in the meantime. And I've gotten Haas and Gunter gear and got a sim racing setup, so I'm all the way in at this point. That's awesome. That's dope. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. One question. Why fire Gunter just to replace him with his number two? If you're Gene and you're sick of the direction of the team, why hire a guy who's been there every step of the way? Why not hire outside the team if you're going to get rid of our fearless leader and extremely lovable Gunter Steiner? Seems a bit like divorcing your wife and then marrying her sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a, uh, that's a that's a great if metaphor. If you're sick of something, don't you go in a completely different direction? I mean, that's a good question. Um, I have thoughts about that. Totally, you go. Uh, I would say that a Ayao Komatsu, who's the now the team principal of Haas, mm-hmm. is a engineering background, and that was what Gene has really beat the drum he on. Makes machines that engineer. Yeah. He's a he's a <laughs> nerd, and he's been in the sport for a long time. He's worked for several teams. But he has been with Gunter and Gene since they started the team. Okay. So he has been a part of the Haas family. He knows the ropes. From the beginning. Gotcha. Uh, OG. Yeah. So I think that there's a couple of reasons why that might appeal. First of all, this is going to cause a severe divide within Haas. Hmm. Because there will be some employees who are going to question the crap out of this decision. Yeah. Uh, There are going to be some that didn't like Gunter Mm -hmm. and were like, yeah, he was a dumb TV personality. I'm glad he's gone and we can get down to business. Yeah. But what becomes the uniting factor is that Ayao was number two Mm -hmm. and that he understood where they were going and what the plan was. and. Because of his technical understanding and his background, he can potentially lead the team forward in a direction that is at least with the same process, but make the decisions at the end of the day that might be different from what Gunter did. Um, We kind of like talked about it uh, before this idea that why not promote Gunter like above a team principal, make him like a Zach Brown character. I'll be honest. I don't know who the McLaren team principal is off the top of my head right now. Andrea Stella. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because I assume it's Zach Brown all of the time. Right. He's at this track every race. There's way more camera footage of him rather than the team principal. Right. And why don't you promote Gunter to something like that? If if, if you don't trust what he's doing on the day-to-day or at the track. Right. Make him like your face and marketing side of the company. And then, yeah, let the number two step up. And then you have still the same thing on your team. Right. You know what I'm going, you get what I'm going at? Yeah, exactly. Without having the. To like get rid of him and have. Food processor result by letting go of 
one of the most famous people in the sport. <laughs> yeah. Basically, again, yeah. it's like it's like having I don't know, it's like having the redhead Wendy for Wendy's mm. and then just being like, you know, we're going to go a different direction. Yeah. But it's almost that ridiculous to me. <laughs> where it's yeah. like oh, we're going to have to change the name of the freaking company because it was yeah. named after her. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I agree with you. I think that uh, in the sense of that Zach Brown type of role, it seems like it would have been a very non-combative and easy move. Yeah. And then, I mean, in some ways, it seems as though that was kind of the Mike Elliott move at Mercedes. Okay. He was the technical director that got put into hmm. chief technical officer and then resigned. Oh, okay. He was the one that did the zero pod. Uh, we know why he resigned. Yes. And then James <laughs> Allison, who had eight years of dominance, yeah. who was chief technical officer, uh, they swapped. Anyways, gotcha. seems like if you have somebody who's of great power, influence, and knowledge, but you don't want to just stir the pot or yeah. grind your team to pieces, mm -hmm. that would have been a simple move. So I agree with you. I think that that's a simple yeah. solution. But it just, Surprise. just like severed it. I'm, I'm guessing that maybe if there was discussion around shares equity, mm. that that would be where that disagreement came interesting. in. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So, but I mean, as far as choosing Ayao as the successor, yeah. I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see mm -hmm. how that goes forward. I, I don't doubt Ayao's capabilities. Is Ayao American? He, he's, I know he's Japanese by name and heritage. Yeah. I, I don't actually know where he's from. Yeah. I haven't done enough research. Maybe I should do that really fast because that would be a good well, we're, thing. We're still bitter about the Gunter thing. <laughs> we don't want to like Ayao right now. Yeah. So Ayao Komatsu, which if you are watching on YouTube, you can see that I, I hey. Wikipedia this. So hey, Mr. Komatsu. Some information. Also, <laughs> just so you guys know, Kevin updated Ayao's Wikipedia it's page. True. <laughs> <laughs> to to give him the title of uh, successor as team no, principal. More work for Haas than for the fast ones. <laughs> this not uncommon for Kevin to have his efforts wrongly placed. <laughs> we'll see when he listens to this. <laughs> if he does. Uh, so I was from Japan, but he moved to the UK in 1995. He worked for okay, BAR, nice. which is British American Racing. Mm. Eventually became Mercedes, Renault, Lotus and Haas. So those are the teams that he has worked for. That's great. We'll have to do a deep dive on him um, in the future. If we want to like just change little gears. Yeah. Um, still talking about Gunter and possible futures. Do you think there is any reality in Haas selling to Andretti? Okay. That's a great question. Is that a full on gear shift? It's a loaded question. No, I think it's still on topic. Gotcha. So, but let's talk about it. The slot is almost more valuable than the technology, the team itself, yeah. anything. It's just that Andretti cannot even get their foot in the door yeah. to be the 11th team. Yeah, yeah. little side note, Gene's unhappy about finishing 10th, but he has to be happy about his F1 team like increasing his investment by like 500%. I mean, there's a number <laughs> of things I feel like he can be grateful for. <laughs> Which is but, wild. Yeah, but like I agree. It's like yeah. the return on this idea that was presented to you. Uh -huh. It's like, it yes, is. it has taken money to get there. But you have. But this is a substantial increase. You have increase. a pretty penny now that people want. Yeah. And so the real estate of the one of the 10 teams mm -hmm. is a high dollar even and can be as inflated as the person desires. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever you can get people to buy it is what it's worth. The Mercedes team might be worth a billion, two billion dollars. Mm -hmm. But Toto Wolf could go to somebody and be like, it's 20 billion. 
you want my spot? That's uh-huh. what it's going to take to buy me out. <laughs> it comes with Al Mave. <laughs> it comes. Lewis is non-alcoholic tequila brand. And then that they buy it. They buy it right there. Every time you say that, I fear that our <laughs> listeners are less cultured. <laughs> that they yeah. don't know that it could be Almave. And I still haven't even looked Al-Mave. into it. Almave. But I would assume. So, so yeah, people will pay whatever they say. It It's one of those things. Right. But cut, supply cut and demand. <laughs> supply and demand, yeah. Supply and demand is a simple principle. Yeah. It can have an EBITDA and all these things what investors want to know when they invest in a company. But there are only 10 spots mm-hmm. that the FIA has approved to race in Formula One. Yeah. And Gene Haas has one of them. Yeah. That's crazy. And he's disappointed with his investment. And he wants to move forward with me looking a little shady eye at that res- yeah. at that statement. Mm-hmm. Because that's one way to not have your entire team quit. Yeah. Is by saying, we want to move forward, not can backwards. You, can you imagine owning a Lamborghini like Mira? Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. And being like, mm, we need to put a wing on the back of this. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, your car's worth a billion. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Mm. Yeah. But I want to. <laughs> can we put flames on it? We would be sick. I want it to look like Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Can we put a Pioneer radio in it? <laughs> Can we throw, a, I want one of those alarms that like does the, <laughs> and they like six tones. I want one of those. You put that on there. Yeah. So yes, the team as it's valued right now is substantially more than what he paid. Yeah. Than what he's probably invested and earned back. Yeah. You think Andretti and Cadillac can buy it? Well, here's where I think that that, I mean, obviously that conversation has probably happened 15 times since Gunter was like, oh yeah, you know, Michael is blowing that phone up. Uh You know that he's unrelenting with this. Andretti. (laughs) And so I see this as you have invested in the team. You landed a primary spot on Netflix's TV show that Mm -hmm. catapulted the sport into pop culture Mm -hmm. you are a name cemented in formula one history because of gunter steiner because of roman grosjean's fiery crash Mm -hmm. because of all that has happened in the time that you have been in the sport yeah the price tag for one of these teams may not increase from here Mm. this might be peak market for formula one crazy and at this stage you look at it and you go what is my biggest hurdle in selling my Formula One team to somebody else? Well, they got to like Gunter Steiner because he's a loudmouth mascot mm. for Haas Automation. <laughs> so you're thinking like, what, we get rid of Gunter becomes easier to sell this team? In a, in a very, very simple way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. I also don't think that Gunter's good at keeping secrets. <laughs> So yeah. if that was going to be the case, <laughs> might not be a good guy to keep around. Yeah. If you're planning on getting rid of your team and he's a, a key factor in that decision making. Yeah. In addition to that, it just seems like it's also the most passionate member of that company mm-hmm. who's got your phone number, who's going to disagree with you if he doesn't agree with you mm-hmm. and call you and be like, don't sell the team. Don't sell the team. What are you doing? We built this. Yeah. We can do this. Mm-hmm. And so cutting ties seems like that really makes this a, a lot less emotional and a lot a lot of financial sense. Yeah. So I think a lot of uh, a lot of people who write for Formula One and have analyzed this have a very have arrived at a very similar conclusion. Really, that there wouldn't be really a better time to maybe cash out. Dang. Yeah. Now 
It's the height of the market for real. And now where I, I kind of feel like I have, we have aligned ourselves with Haas. Yeah. And in some ways I look at the Andretti's with a little bit of a shifty eye mm. of like, can I support you? Yeah. I have fears. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily want this, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that it's a pretty logical move. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, They're American. We're American. This is America's Formula One podcast. Right. No balls. Full wheels. <laughs> balls. <laughs> Footballs. Oh, that's right. Basketballs. Oh, yeah. We don't talk about pig skins. Balls. We don't talk about the piggy skins. Right. Sometimes Dodgers. But here's the funny part of this, right? Mm-hmm. Who who would you say is the most famous American in Formula One history? See, I don't know. Gunter and before Andretti. Prior to Gunter would it's be Andretti. Andretti. Yeah. And Mario Andretti was an Italian immigrant to mm-hmm. the U.S. <laughs> who then called himself American and drove F1 cars mm-hmm. as a U.S. representative. Mm. And I think that that, once again, just f- kind of poetically and beautifully puts Gunter into the same category. Interesting, yeah. Of that same... A lot of parallels. Flying that same yeah. banner of the immigrated to U.S. to kind of prove a point back Mm-hmm. to the Europeans. So anyways, wow. I just think that's a funny parallel. It is a funny parallel. So all in all, it was crazy news, and it'll be interesting to see how the Haas F1 team shakes out in the preseason before the races start, and then it'll be interesting to see the upcoming year, what happens. Um, Definitely. I'm still here for America's Formula 1 team. I still think I'm still thinking that Kevin Magnussen is cool. Nico Holgenberg is cool. I want to see Nico get on that po- that podium. Um, totally. That'd be great. They're still one of my top teams. There's no giving up on this now. Yeah. For sure. And I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, we have we have made connections to real life people within Haas, mm-hmm. being the fast ones in the Haas Boys podcast. Yeah. And even in, a, even in the way that it is, mm-hmm. Henry Wallace is one of them. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we can't betray the friendship to Henry <laughs> to these, yeah. to these uh, connections of people that we know and love from, from the Haas team. Mm-hmm. And we've got to hope the best for them moving forward. I, but do I have strong feelings about it? Of course. Of course. And I hope that they do too. Of course. And we are all entitled to them. Well, shifting gears. Yes. We should talk about the motorsports that have happened. Yes. In between in the off season. Yeah. There's a few things we don't need to talk a lot about them, but like the Dakar rally is happening right now. Right. That's pretty fun to watch and see highlights on. I love that on YouTube. Um, Daytona, 24 hours. Coming out. The Rolexes is happening at the end of this month. Yes. Um, and then I went to some cool motorsports. Yes. We, should, we could talk and dive into those. Yes. Because if you're feeling that you need some, then now's the time. I feel like there's one other thing we can add to this list. And what is it? We saw a movie. Oh, and movie reviews. for I want to say two movies. We saw Ferrari. Yes. And what was the other movie? We the saw? other movie is on Netflix, but Gran Turismo, which I finally uh, saw. Yeah, no, no, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, let's go into it. So the off season, the motorsport. My yes. hat is a little bit dirty, a little bit thin layer of dirt because I went to freaking Monster Jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just a quick review of Monster Jam. If you didn't know, made in America. <laughs> they literally came out and like did like uh, like the, the national anthem. They're like made in America. And me and my brother in law were like. Where else why, would this why have do, been made? Why do you feel the need to represent <laughs> we that? Know. Yeah, we're aware. This is the most American thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my family went and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to a Monster Gem before. They're cheap. I would go to one. They're so fun. And 
yeah, those trucks are big. They're gnarly, <laughs> and, dude. Yeah. The highlight of the night, Gravedigger One. Nice. Know, you know this. I think it's like a Formula One thing where they, they go to every city. They are always competing at the end of their season. They yes. have a, a points that they'll add up to a champion. Right. The night that we were there, Gravedigger One. Mm-hmm. He went and took his skull flag off the back of his truck. And then ran over and threw it up to my little, like, six-year-old nephew. Amazing. And he lost his mind. He had a little grave digger truck and was, like, all night <laughs> like, long, yeah. grave digger was waving at him. That's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. That's That'll that'll make him a monster truck driver later on. <laughs> For sure. That was <laughs> something to aspire to. Uh, that I went to. Um, let's get into our movies. We went and saw Ferrari together. Yes. You want me to? Do you want me to review it? Well, because I could review it by comparing it to Gran Turismo, but I, let's hear your review. <laughs> What's your quick review? I mean, it's it's similar probably, but yeah. I, I will keep it short. Uh, at times, the graphics were comical. I feel like when they cut to like Enzo driving in black and white, I was <laughs> like, "Is this Snoopy on the doghouse?" Yeah. Like <laughs> that the Red a, Baron. That is a vibe. It Red Baron, Snoopy vibes. Very Red Baron, <laughs> and I just immediately yeah. was like. <laughs> you know, if there was, if we had to, even I don't condone these, but mm. if there had to be one of those real life and live action makes of peanuts, <laughs> I don't know. Adam Driver's a great he Snoopy. Might be a great Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I, uh, I, I'll be honest, it was not what I expected. It's not what I expected either. Yeah, it was definitely more of like here's some drama that happened with Enzo Ferrari. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think the tones between Gran Turismo, which came out a while ago. Right. But if you watch Gran Turismo and you watch Ferrari, in my opinion, I left Gran Turismo or like I left Ferrari not wanting to own a Ferrari or drive a Ferrari or even race in a race. Or fly the flag of Ferrari for any kind right? of like emotional tie yeah. or heritage reason. But I leave Gran Turismo. I want to drive a Nissan. Right. I want to get in Gran Turismo simulator. Yeah, exactly. And I want to go to Le Mans and root for Nissan. Right. It like gave you. That was the difference between the movies for me. Yeah, totally. You're like, I could, I align with this. I want to go drive something. And and then you. tangible. You leave Ferrari and you're like, man, Penelope Cruz, is she Italian? (laughs) She, yeah. I don't know. Uh, But because I freaking believed every second of (laughs) that. She was great. But. But I don't know anything else that I saw yeah, for two plus hours. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, Gran Turismo is great. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed the movie. There's definitely elements of it. That's our recommendation. It. Yeah. Gran def- Turismo. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Don't be stupid. It's like a prequel to Stranger Things because <laughs> Dennis Hopper's in it. Yeah. It's, it happens. Dennis Hopper. Dennis the, Hopper. The actor. I was the like. The other actor, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> What's his name in Stranger Things? Uh, Officer Hopper. Officer Hopper. I don't know his first name. Jim. Jim, Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper. I think. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Go see it. It is. I uh, go watch it. Yeah, it's, it's a true story. It's yeah. I mean, and they did a good job of did like a really good job. It's cheesy at times, but it like let's talk about a movie that was executed well. Mm. And there was little things that I, as a Gran Turismo fan, like I played the games as a kid. Mm-hmm. That like when they would go to that like behind the car perspective or throw like numbers over the car. Yeah. And they would do video game things in a movie mm-hmm. that I was like, well, that was an interesting decision. And mm-hmm. I dig that. Yeah. Even though it's kind of breaking a wall that I not necessarily wanting them to break mm-hmm. in a way. It still was like, oh, well, I relate to this. Yeah. I've had really cool. I've seen that perspective a lot as a as a kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it makes you super 
super excited and nostalgic and for sure at all at the same time it's fun yeah um lastly yes you and i are gonna go to the rolex 24 hours of daytona yes that is big news we are stoked where i cannot wait i'm yeah. so jazzed we're gonna get in those pits yeah if we're gonna get right in the pits yeah we're going for brad pits we're brad is gonna be He's there gonna be there we're gonna get him <laughs> and we found that out after we bought tickets <laughs> yeah and we we're like oh bradley pits yeah. is gonna be there in the pits so if you're gonna be at 24 hours of daytona say hi yeah hit us up we'll come say hi we'll be there yeah it'll be fun and we're gonna you guys know that we're tracking down the phoenix because roman grosjean is racing for yeah, he is. lamborghini yeah along with daniel caveat jensen button will be racing for acura cool and uh who else is gonna be there i feel like i feel like there was so many names um, so many good names who's the guy, uh, felipe massa i don't think so was he let's see i thought i saw his name on one of the drivers Whoa, Felipe Massa's driving the Rolex 24. It's not a hypercar, I don't think. Mm. Oh, LMP2, which is, uh, so hypercar is the top series. Okay. And those are the proto- uh, main prototype cars. <laughs> it's so cool, Max. I'm, don't I know, I'm very excited. Um, and then the LMP2 is like the, they're a spec series that is a prototype car, mm-hmm. but they're all the same. Cool. And so that's what Massa will be driving. Yeah. But it's cool. I didn't know that he was going to be there. Cool. Yeah, there's. I think I'm sure there's going to be a But I feel like blast. the list just keeps getting bigger. But one yeah. of the reasons that this is exciting is, mm-hmm. is a couple of things, and I will give that just the briefest version of it. Yeah. It's year two of the hypercar class. We talked about hypercar being introduced yeah. last season for World Endurance Championship and for IMSA. Mm-hmm. It's year two. BMW, Porsche, Cadillac, Acura, and Lamborghini are our competitors. Mm. This is Lamborghini's first season, but the rest of these guys are now year two in the class. Cool. And so, like, I expect Porsche to come out swinging. If, you know, Porsche got off to a little bit of a late start in the year and then mm. was really dominant throughout cool. the season. Yeah. And so I am really anxious to see what they pull out of that that thing Sweet. for Daytona this year. Why is Giovinazzi not racing? He won Le Mans. Ferrari is not competing in I IMSA. I saw them on the list. They, If they are, Ferrari will be competing in the GT classes. So like uh, with like a... Not not the what not class the, would it be? Not hyper the hyper class, yeah. Dang, I was hoping to see Antonio Giovinazzi. I know. Gio. All right, but we have a question. We do have a question. And it's great that we can start off year three with a question from Sam. The one and only... <laughs> <laughs> this one comes with a picture. So he says, "Hey, fast ones, my b- he's a, he's already off on a on a rant. My biggest gripe with Mercedes, okay, is the fuel gauge." <laughs> so he's not talking about Formula One. Oh, what just this symbol- is just a car yeah. pick. Okay, so he's in the he's in a Mercedes. What symbol is the one on the right? A one or a seven? Either way, why not just be normal? Please help me understand what I'm looking at here. And what he's given me is a symbol of the fuel gauge. And maybe we'll put this up. I don't know how you'll do yeah, it. Yeah, I can I'll superimpose you see it. it. So you can see the fuel. So what I'm showing that. So you can imagine it if you're listening. You yeah. have a fuel gauge and usually at the bottom to the top, you can see like, oh, empty to full. Right. The empty side is the number zero. Uh-huh. The full is the number one. Definitely or a, a seven. One. It's definitely a one. But... <laughs> That is how they're talking about their fuel. Right. And his question is, what is going on? Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike knows cars. Why would you put empty at zero, full at one? Why not just do E or F or... So that would be normal. That would be normal. That would be normal. Yeah. There is also a there is also a logo. I want you to pull that picture back up for one there second. There's an AMG. Ah, and that makes it a different Mercedes. Okay, so there's the big AMG. This is the Motorsport. The Australian Motor Group. 
Austrians and Germans just officially made you on the hit list. The most I do know it's not. I won't even try to salvage this because I cannot pronounce the names. It's a difficult of one. AMG, but AMG is the motorsport division of Mercedes. Yep, they're they used one. they used to be their own independent company Mm -hmm. as a little backstory. Yeah. And then were absorbed at some stage into Mercedes and they were robots and did everything in binary. They they do. So, but they are engineering guys. Okay. What do you say based on the notches of a fuel gauge? What's what is in the tank gas? Okay. So, but if you're at (laughs) half, yeah. Do you say half tank? Oh my gosh. Is Do you this... say quarter tank? It's a half tank. Do you a tank. say three quarter tank? Yeah. So what is a full tank? Oh, it's a one. And it... everything else is a decimal down oh to zero. Oh my gosh. That makes sense. But what nerdery. Uh, it is nerdy. What it is nerdy. But is I'm just going to say that immediately as soon as I saw it, I, I already had the answer to why. Oh that my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want Sam to send us in more more car things yes please do because he i mean he has a job where he does get to experience a lot of nice cars he gets behind the wheel of a few machines yeah he has a brand new i think it's a 2024 aston martin that he's been like driving around and he has some large complaints about aston martin (laughs) it's a very interesting commentary i'll I'll let you know a little bit one time starting an aston martin it's a push to start yes he pushes the start button and it just sinks into the dashboard and drops into the interior of the dashboard <laughs> and it was just a hole you look you you can't Aston Martin. you can't pay for that kind of luxury man that is that is pinnacle so, engineering yeah british styling exactly. and functionality uh-huh. i uh, drive a land rover so i can sympathize yeah. for certain things that mm-hmm. should behave very differently <laughs> than they do you just keep pushing it just keeps yeah. going it like <laughs> Where did that go? Did the car start? <laughs> Thanks, Sam, for sending the question. Thanks, yes. Blake, for sending your question. Yes. If you want to send us questions, Instagram, uh, follow us, send us questions, or email us, fastones.us at gmail.com. Definitely. Um, but in the meantime, follow us on YouTube. We put these episodes out so you can watch them. Yeah. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube or on Spotify. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, review us, like us, share us. Um, it's going to be a great season. We do have some amazing things coming up in the pipeline. In the folks, pipeline, and you, it's I know you probably exciting. don't believe me from that side, <laughs> but man, there's some good things coming. So stay tuned. We took a break over the holiday season, and it's been worth it. We've been cooking some things in the scenes, behind the scenes, and they're just really great. So it's going to be epic. Stuff. We are excited for season three. <laughs> 2024. Season 324. The fast ones. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next week. My wife is a Spice Girl. Have you met Jerry?